0: Welcome to the Bitcoin panel. This is a wonderful panel this week. Look at all these absolute savage rock stars on the screen, uh, flashing their gang signs and everything. It's, you know, careful, guys. Uh, But yeah, so this is the Bitcoin panel. We just hang out and talk Bitcoin. We'll do some quick introductions. But real quick, don't forget the main website is fractalbitcoin.com. And uh, I'm doing uh, quick news videos every day. And we also have a locals group, so definitely uh, you can join our locals group here, and the links will be below in the replay, and and that'll be awesome. But let's uh, let's meet everyone, Carl. Let's start with you, buddy. Who How's are you? Going? What do you do? Well, um, I'm doing a couple of different things in the Bitcoin
1: space right now. I help uh, produce Tatum's show between two Asics. Um, if you see any of the any of the graphical jokes that you see on screen, that's that's me. Um, And then I've been working with uh, Murph, um, doing Studio BTC. We're starting up a little um, company to do um, video production, animation, graphic stuff. Um, So that's been fun. We've been working under the uh, Bitcoin Trading Cards brand, working with them. So that's been exciting, too.
0: Awesome. Oh, sorry. I started. I went to your channel, Uh, Tatum. Why don't you go next, Mr. Tatum? What it do, I'm Tatum Turnup.
2: Uh, I am a bag of tricks, um, I'm a Bitcoin miner. Uh, I have a talk show between two ASICs that I sometimes do. Carl, we got to have a meeting after this, by the way. Don't check when the last upload was. Um, but no, le- legitimately, when Carl says graphical stuff, like... It, it it would not be where it was without Carl. He actually, without my without my knowing, he took my first video that I just like raw uploaded, unlisted on YouTube, that with nothing, um, no no visuals effects or anything like that, and just went to town. And I was like, "Yo, uh, you want to work for me?" And uh, <laughs> so we've both been working for free for about a little over a year and a half now. But um, monetization in 2024. Let's go, baby.
0: All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, Brandon, how about you, buddy?
3: Yeah, well, um, I guess geez, I uh a Bitcoin miner as well. Um that's kind of my in and out everyday thing that I do that I'm involved with it and then uh run a little meetup here in Colorado Springs. And um Oh yeah. yeah. That's right, yep. That's right, Chris. Met met Chris there. Yeah. So good. <clears throat> good little group we got here and uh just trying to orange peel as many people as we can
4: sweet all right murphy uh up, yeah pr- pretty much same thing as carl working on studio btc so it's going to be the year of scaling uh media production but i also run a meetup in my city of edmonton alberta so the token canadian probably on the panel okay
0: all right. And then AC is here with no camera this week, buddy. You're on the road again?
5: Yeah, no camera today. Uh, so AC, um, do a little bit of Bitcoin mining, uh, been in Bitcoin, in and around Bitcoin, started off shitcoining, actually, probably like a lot of people, um, and then eventually saw the, the bright orange light and have been Bitcoin ever since. Bitcoin, a Bitcoin
0: maxi. By the way, today is Gary Leland's birthday He's the well, man that runs Bitblock Boom. Happy birthday to him. Right? I don't know how old he is, but I met him in Podcast Movement years ago. He was one of the original founders of Podcast Movement. Oh, I'm not sure sh- it's not oh, showing cool. on the screen. Sorry. There we go. Bitblock boom. That's about a month and a half away. A Bunch of us are going. Uh yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll see you there. Oh. We will. Wow, then yeah. almost happy everyone you- here is going then. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> wait, Tatum, are you going? No,
2: unfortunately not. Okay. Uh, Unless a miracle happens, but uh, I do want to wish Gary Leland a happy 115th birthday. <laughs> doing a lot for the space. Ooh. Really enjoy
0: you. No, I love Gary. He's a, he's a, he's a hoot. Right, he's a beast. So everyone's so excited in the Bitcoin space this week. We cracked 60k. We touched 64k. You guys feel the energy's back, but. My question is, what's different this time? every Everything seems to be different.'re we're, we're hitting we're almost at all time highs. We're still forty seven days from the having. What's going on, man? I'm you know, I've only been in Bitcoin six years, so I've only seen one complete cycle, and I, I don't know what's going to happen. So Tatum, you want to start? What's happening, bro?
2: Yeah, I've had a lot of thought about this over the past couple of weeks. Uh, this time is different. Everyone's been saying that. It is true. this time is very different. Uh, and honestly, I'm a little scared um, because last time that I, the last time we were at this range on the come up, it was. Uh, I mean, no one was like sleeping. Everyone was on on Twitter, shit posting, and and pump it up was going through everyone's speakers. It seems a lot more tame this time. It's weird. Um, and another thing that I've noticed is that the past two tops, if you zoom out, I can't remember what what uh, metric uh what what duration, but the candles those all time highs are just wicks on the candles. This one is like girthy like it, it, sorry that's <laughs> a little graphic, but like we we're in the we're in the actual candle of it. We're not on the wick of the candle, and it's also extremely weird because this is the first time in history that we've tested this kind of movement as far as all time highs pre having uh, a secondary time in the cycle like if you if you look at any of the historical cycle models and stuff like that we've broken it in the words of the great sailor all your models are destroyed even your bullish ones and i think the main thing that we're seeing right now is that we're seeing a little sprinkle a little taste of the imminent supply shock there is there is a supply and demand error right here however There is going to be a singular point in the next couple of months, in my opinion, I think that is just going to be the Omega candle, the God candle, the like probably six figures candle, because we're getting a taste of the supply and demand right now where the ETFs alone, alone, the ETFs, are buying increasingly more Bitcoin every single day. I think two days ago, I I didn't check yesterday, but two days ago, it was 11,200. And there's only about 900 Bitcoin produced every day. And uh, that's about to get twice as hard as well. It's about to be about 450 Bitcoin a day in a couple of months. So... Sorry, that was my little spill. I had to get it out because it's been on my mind. I've been trying to make sense of it. I've been full on Charlie Day newspapers, yarn, everything like conspiracy theory. This time is different.
0: Awesome. Who wants to follow that up? Wow.
5: Yeah, I'm. I'll jump in next, just because uh, I'm going to pile on to what Tatum said. <laughs> you know, the thing that for me that makes this different is the last time we were hitting 60k, I was getting text messages and calls from family and friends that I haven't talked to in years. And they're like, hey, what's up with this Bitcoin thing? How do I get in? And now I've got two, two text messages from, uh, yeah. from friends. And it's like, it seems so quiet. And then I jump onto Google Trends and you look, I looked this morning just to make sure um, we are so far below the levels we were at the last time we hit 60. And you know, from the US perspective, we were the t- 27th country uh, in the list that's searching on Bitcoin, Th- that's an indicator that you know the global South and uh, other countries who need Bitcoin more than we do are actually looking at it and you know trying to search for how do they get Bitcoin. So I completely agree. You know, averaging nine thousand Bitcoin a day purchased by the ETFs, nine hundred in issuance. That's ten x the daily issuance. The demand is ten x the daily issuance, and then post having that's going to be twenty x the daily issues. It, it's its going to be crazy. And then also looking at uh, the ETFs, You know, we've got crazy news with BlackRock saying, recommending a 28% allocation, ARK Investing recommending a 19% allocation. And I think that's part of the reason why it's so tame is people are hitting the easy button and they're just like, well, this Bitcoin thing is about to take off. I'm just going to buy the ETF and call it a day and I don't have to learn anything else. So it's it's a wild time. I'm, I'm excited, but also scared at the same time. That maybe, uh, on the one hand, is it going to be diminishing returns, or on the other hand, is it going to be like that inflection point where, you know, we go to an S-curve growth, like Samson Mao talks about, or you know, that stair-step growth. That um, oh no, that yeah, Samson Mao talks about stair-step growth. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be an interesting time over the next couple months.
4: Yeah, jump in, guys. Yeah, uh, pretty much kind of what uh, AC and Tatum were saying. Um, I've gotten so far two messages from two friends in the last couple months uh, that are asking questions because, you know, they've been burned in other altcoins, as many of us have, maybe, uh, probably in this panel. And, yeah, Canada, we just hit our all-time high, numerically anyway. Um, and, not not accounting for <laughs> inflation uh, yesterday, I think or the day before, but yeah, things are there's different players coming in. And Murph yeah. is saying that because that's one, one, one
1: of my pet peeves is that, like, <laughs> we talk about we talk about all-time highs and I feel like we are missing a golden opportunity for education. like if someone like Pomp is on MSNBC and somebody talks about... The question is, like, how do you feel about this all-time high? I feel like the best response he could give would be like, well, is it really an all-time high? Because we're measuring this in a melting currency of U.S. dollars. Really, 69K two and a half years ago is more like 77K today. We should wait to celebrate until then. And if you can use that opportunity every time somebody talks about all-time high to educate the pre-coiners about, like, why their money is broken? I think that's a chance we should not pass on.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are good. I mean, I think <clears throat> there's a huge difference in this cycle. I mean, this will be my third cycle, and uh, it's it's like a whole new season. You know, what I mean, each cycle has its own season. And we had ICOs, and then we had this last one with NFTs and this uh, DeFi nonsense, and now we've got. ETF, like actual institutional buyers coming on. So I think everybody's wanted a little bit of it with with the big pockets, but nobody's found a way to store it well. I mean, there's so many hurdles to get over from that uh, institutional standpoint. I think that's where we're finally getting that money is slowly flowing in and the ETFs. I mean, obviously that's a, a huge demand push. So yeah, I mean, I the one thing though that is I'm just I think we keep I keep going back to is did the ETF ruin Bitcoin long term I mean yeah it's great we're gonna get price pump and maybe we're gonna be super wealthy because of this thing but it just feels like it's lost its whole ethos of where it began um, so it makes me nervous because a lot of the people coming in don't care about like the properties of freedom money and the fundamental value of bitcoin they just are like oh you got some cool i'm gonna get some too and make it go up it's just like the new facebook google whatever they don't realize like what they're doing and so i think that's a that's a like a double-edged sword that i feel the happiness of it but i also feel like there's a big part of me that's dying of like well you know we'll see how this plays out but i'm less hopeful for that side of bitcoin now uh, for sure
5: yeah, you know that brings up a good point, Brandon, and uh, I'll, I'll kind of point towards Sailor's um, most recent two posts—not the most most recent—but I think he said don't don't sell your Bitcoin, and what, it, what the other one was laser eyes until we until we realize or something like that. But really, the one that jumps out at me was the don't sell your Bitcoin, uh, and I I wondered why, right? And pure speculation because I don't know him. But Mike Sailor, if you're watching, hey want to meet you one day. Um, but I think um, my guess is sellers are selling to the ETFs. And really what that means is it's preventing price discovery. Uh, instead of buying, you know, on-chain, on the open market, on exchanges, ETFs are buying from individuals and other private entities through an OTC desk. And why do I think this? Is because the uh, we're not seeing the, the decrease in Bitcoin available on exchange uh, commensurate with the massive accumulation that we're seeing with the ETFs, and so I I think that you know the real diamond hands and the real Bitcoiners um, need to not be selling into this accumulation unless they've got a, you know a legitimate reason to be, remain solvent. But the reality is, if we're holding and they've got to buy up that one point eight million that's left on exchanges, uh, we're going to see price appreciation, and and so I, I agree with you, Brandon. I think that. Maybe part of the ETFs is not the best, but also I think it brings legitimacy. And so it's definitely a balancing act between the two, right? You know, prior to this, everyone was talking about it's a scam, it's a Ponzi, only criminals use it, blah, 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 bad for the environment. Um, And the ETFs bring legitimacy to it. You know, it's an SEC approved wrapper for Bitcoin. Mm Yeah,
1: The best thing about the ETFs right now might be that the lag of price discovery lets us stack sats a little
5: bit longer 100 100 yeah there you go.
0: yeah yeah and i i have this feeling i don't know i do remember last cycle when we started getting up before we broke our 20k all-time high we started getting like near 16 17 18 and like you could just feel the strength and it was like but but it hadn't broken the all-time high yet so it didn't make the news and all like it It wasn't like a public thing. It was just like guys, all all of us who were looking at charts were like, dude, this is about the. And so that's like where I feel we are now. And I also feel like, I mean, even just today I covered a story. A lot of people are talking on Twitter and everywhere else that some of the models show a $900,000 Bitcoin next year. And at first that sounds preposterous. I'm not counting that out. What do you guys think? where Where's the price going? Let's talk price. Come on, Tatum. give me dollars here.
2: Uh, I don't talk price. I talk hash rate. Um, no, <laughs> we will get there, but um, I don't know, honestly, like there there's I've seen anywhere from like the most bearish prediction that I've seen, which also, I come from TradFi, I did security analysis, and this doesn't line up with anything that I learned. Obviously, it's a whole new, you know, field. Um, but I, I've seen the most bearish I've seen is 260,000. And the most bullish I've seen, not necessarily like a, you know, a Samson mal- mal- suite $5 million, something like that. But like on an actual chart and analysis, I've seen uh, like 1.7 million, I think. And that's in the, that those were tops of the next cycle prediction. I really don't know because like this is, this is extremely different on so many levels because if you want to look at a chart, that's one thing. If you want to look at fundamental fundamentals and reasoning, that that's another thing. The biggest thing for me is, like I said, the supply and demand. The supply shock is going to hit very hard, uh, depending on how these ETFs continue to operate. Maybe we're in the honeymoon phase, and BlackRock, uh, what they, they reached 10 billion volume today, uh, which is the quickest that's ever happened for e- an e- ETF, I think. I don't know if that's going to slow down. I don't know if things are going to, you know, they're going to change up strategy or anything like that. We have seen fluctuations in the past month of how much Bitcoin is coming in. Uh, but on aside from a, a very few days, I think maybe one actually, uh, there was net increase in Bitcoin being bought by the ETFs. Um, so we'll see what happens with the growth of the ETFs. And the reason I keep talking about the ETFs, I know like, some people I I agree with Brandon like the 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 whole ETFs scenario is kind of weird for me because it's bullish it, it, it's it's you know giving a reason for buying Bitcoin from from these ETFs and it is doing a little bit of exposure but on the other hand it is kind of opposite of what Bitcoin was meant to be altogether but I kind of came to the settlement of like Y'all can have your ETFs. It'll help me out. I'm still going to live how I normally do uh, as far as Bitcoin goes. I'm still going to use it for its actual full potential. Um, but they are the ones that are the biggest buyers right now. And the oh, boy, market is God. about to get a lot slimmer uh, in April. So I I think that, you know, hold on to your coins. It, it, I think it's um, Mandrake, uh, the famous uh, Baklava 2011 Bitcoin seller. Um, he he said that he hates those takes. Don't sell your Bitcoin. I agree with him to an extent uh, because, you know, at that point, what are you even using Bitcoin for what it was created to be? Uh, or are you just trying to maximize your unrealized gains, wait to realize them or things like that? Um, selling your Bitcoin, I mean, obviously... There's levels to it. If you want to sell your Bitcoin for uh, you know, a a service from a Bitcoiner that they they offer for Bitcoin or goods or services, anything like that, that's one hundred percent always gonna be acceptable in my book. Um, it's up to you. But, you know, in my opinion, I think it is time for hodling uh more than anywhere more than any other time that we've seen in the past couple of years and just see how this how this rides. Mm-hmm. I kind of went a little further than price. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Just realized. <laughs> oh, <no.
4: laughs> very good. Yeah. No, uh, price, I mean, that's measuring in what we're all trying to escape from. And dollars, like, that's not really my unit of account anymore. Uh, have very minimal fiat laying around. It's more about building up a circular economy. So, BTC Sessions has started uh, the sat market, if you guys are aware of that. Um, Basically, it's bringing a bunch of local businesses together in a farmer's market style. You get to meet each other, all working towards the same goal. Mm -hmm. And there's no sense, really, uh, to sell it for dollars. Up here in Canada we do have it kind of lucky. There's a couple services with uh, Bitcoin Well and Bull Bitcoin where you can pay your bills and whatever you use Bitcoin, they deal with the fiat side of things, which is really cool. Hey, but, Murph, sorry, yeah. didn't Becca wasn't Becca selling uh she was stuff selling baked goods. For, yeah, yeah. She, for literally, she,
2: Like she didn't even change a, Satoshi didn't a, do a conversion. Yeah. That's awesome. She
4: she she priced it out that morning, which was awesome. But yeah, support bitcoin companies and people with their services. Uh, price fiat price doesn't matter. it it'll go higher, I'm sure than where we currently are. but
0: right. so what Brandon, do you have any like by the way, I just want to say that in our last local meetup that you run, you were also saying how you didn't weren't quite comfortable with all the ETFs and the big guys coming in and it might be ruining what bitcoin really is. I'm actually of the mindset that I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters who gets in. This the 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 mission is still the same. The 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 effect is going to be the same 50 years from now. It's it's you know Bit- Bitcoin is still the thing that's going to take the money out of the government's hands, put it in the people's hands. So I I feel, I know what you're saying. I feel what you're saying and at the same time I think Bitcoin is too strong for all I think Bitcoin is stronger than every government in the world put together. And so I'm not worried about that. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I just to add on to what I was saying and Brandon may mirror this as well, but I, I agree with you there. Like that's where I that's where I kind of settled on. It's like if you want to get an ETF, a Bitcoin ETF, cool, go for it. Not for me. I'm gonna still you get spot Bitcoin, put it in cold storage and Bitcoin is for everyone, but everyone doesn't want Bitcoin. I think uh, maybe they think they want it and we'll get it with an ETF. But if you really, if you are, if you don't see the value proposition of buying actual Bitcoin and putting it into cold storage, I don't want to say you don't need Bitcoin, but you're not the target audience, I don't think. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to still be doing me. TikTok next block. I don't think that, you know, Bitcoin has gone down in the past, you know, decade or so. Uh, so, you know what? Pump my bags, baby. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, it'll, be, it'll just be interesting. I mean, there's, right, there's this lots. It does have the distributed nature to it. So I think it's, it would be a, a, a step backwards for sure. But I think it's, um, It's basically just like a new reasonable state-level attack in some ways, right? Like it's a smarter than full-on frontal attack. It's like a quick way to get everybody that thinks they're so smart into... And this is just like the way that I feel like a lot of government psyop type of things are played is you get positioned into a place that you think that you're the one-handed up above, but... Reality is they're like a few more steps ahead of that planning out. Yeah, and this will be great because we're gonna lead them because they're gonna think it's awesome because price goes up, which is great. And yeah, you can move out of the country or you can do all these things with it. But I don't know. It just it just becomes something different. If, If the if the ethos is lost upon the majority of holders, it it kind of is muting or watering down the some of those principles. But I don't know. Price could be interesting. I think. The looking at the charts, sure, but I always just go back to like how much actual money it takes to move the market. That's something that a lot of times people don't really mentally comprehend, like how much has to come into Bitcoin. And yeah, I know there's trillions of dollars in real estate and trillions of dollars in gold, but that's like a slow drip that converts over, like over time as the boomers all die and they pass their retirement inheritance on to like people like me or you know, that I'm like, I don't want your stocks and things or whatever it is, or real estate, I'm gonna sell it and convert it, but that's still over the next like 10, 15 years, I feel like. So I'm bullish, but I'm also bearish. I mean, prices, like I've, I'm going around and, and saying like 100K seems reasonable to tell like just even any average pleb, like we're more than likely gonna hit 100K in the next year and a half, two years. And that feels like to me, even tempering my own results of like, okay, great, if we hit 100K, Let's plan for that. And if we go over that, then everything's crazy. And even then, it's like I shouldn't even be thinking about price because technically I'm holding this thing for another five or ten years. And, like, the more I get wrapped up in price, the more I feel FOMO of, like, missing out that I didn't buy last week. (laughs) I didn't buy in 2011 when I first came around, you know? So it's an interesting thing of, like, thinking, like, where is that price point that I'm done with it? It's like, I don't know if it ever matters. It's just when is the price point good enough that I can then – take like loans from it or use the value of it to draw from, to create more wealth, like within the meat space.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I, I, uh, I, I definitely from my, I, I'm an optimist and I'm also, you know, th- th- there's some hopium floating around in this room here where I'm sitting. <laughs> 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 I mean, look, I'm sorry. It just is. Come on. this. I, look, this oh, is yeah. fun. Is it
4: not? It is. It's so oh. fun. Yeah. So is it going to be higher by Creed? That's uh, when everyone's. No, confirmed no, on?
2: no, no, no. Absolutely not. All right. That's not this cycle song. Well, you, <laughs> better, you better start pumping out some alternatives. I, we're back by Martin Horger. Okay. I promise I you. you He's got the Young, same. Man. He's going to be sad. Yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a good song, but that's not, that's not this cycle song. The energy's not there. The, look, the, <laughs> if you want a song that mimics the feeling, the electricity, the energy of Pump It Up and the same meaning that it has to us Bitcoiners, <laughs> Martin Horger, We're Back, is this cycle song. I'm dying on that hill. All right. It, is it a well-known song? No, it's not but it will be same thing with pump it up. I didn't know about it until I was introduced to crypto. All right. Creed is not, is not, is not that for us. Okay. It's, it's not, sorry. There we go. I'm done.
0: And I thought of one. What about, uh, and it's, it's not the perfect song though, but it's, it's, it's like almost perfect for those about to rock. We salute you. With the cannons firing and everything right a c d c but again, it's not quite perfect, but it's close yeah yeah, so i don't know i i okay my pri- my price thinking is is i think it might go a lot higher than we all think i think it might the nine hundred k that that might be a stretch, but getting up to three four hundred k I, I i wouldn't be surprised i'm sorry, i wouldn't be surprised at all uh however they're going to be if it gets up that high there's going to be a lot of people that start selling, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: There'll be some salty dogs out there.
0: Yeah. I think
2: that's (laughs) another thing that's, that's a little different here is that like, you have to gauge hodlers because there are a a ton of people who have held all the way down from 69,000 USD because of several reasons. Probably mainly because they're like, I'm not going to sell for a loss. And this could be anything from, you know, buying $10 at the top to someone aping all the way in because their son was on Reddit and said, Dad, this thing is going to a million. And in that ride down, you got to wonder how many people ended up realizing that they accidentally got introduced to something that they. Agreed with they they needed and started doing the research and then they turned psychopathic and was like I'm gonna double down at sixteen thousand going to ride it all the way up but then also how many of them are watching the price it's like all right seventy k I'm selling out never touching this again it's been a hard two and a half years or so holding holding like this I don't know what sentiment level seesaw that is. But it's going to be a once – we, once we start testing all-time highs again at about, I'd say, between 67 and, and 70K, we're going to see some crazy ups and downs.
0: Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, all right, any, any other comments about price or we can move away from price? Um, I Carl? I
1: wonder, like, the last cycle um, was different because of COVID. And this cycle is different because of ETFs. So I wonder, like, there's always going to be some kind of outside forces pressing in on, you know, that that price action. But I wonder how accurately we can predict things like that when there are such big outliers having a force on this system, you know? That's a good thought.
0: That's a great point. And uh, uh, alongside that point, I would say... We're actually like, I mean, the ETFs have only been approved for less than two months now, Mm -hmm. so we're still in the early stages of that. And oh yeah, this is like, like a year from now, the ETFs will be an old thing. Like oh yeah, everybody can get an ETF. They know it. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So besides price, then what what are you guys excited about? I know Tatum, you were talking about Africa, bro. You got like. You're, you're all in on Africa. What What else are you guys psyched about in the Bitcoin space besides Bitcoin Atlantis, which none of us are at?
4: <laughs>
0: this is probably
2: the most FOMO I've had related to a Bitcoin event since I've gotten in. Like I, I knew it was going to be bad, but then it started happening and I saw it's, pictures and videos and I'm like, OK, this sucks. I it, hurts. It. it hurts. It hurts. Uh-huh. It's painful. <laughs> yeah. Um, Um, I'll say this. I'm bullish on hash rate. Uh, I'll go ahead and just drop a prediction. Yearly high for hash rate,
0: quote me, 1.2 Zeta hash. Wow. (laughs) Now, how much higher is that than the previous high? Because I don't know what that means. Oh, I
3: mean, the... It's like double, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it'd technically be
2: about double from right Mm -hmm. now. But, I mean, we're consistently hitting all-time highs basically every day for hash rate. Wow, sweet. Which
3: which is like... Price follows hash rate in in in, at least coming from a mining aspect. Like that's what I've always seen is like these dudes like they're setting something going on, and the price comes and matches like how much hardware. There's some crazy equilibrium that happens in Bitcoin with the amount of hardware deployed in price.
1: Yeah, you know that's another narrative that I'd like to see pushed forward more is all time highs. Like when somebody asked about all time highs, like I hit an all time high each time my DCA hits because I'm not selling. So I've got more Bitcoin every time. That's my all time high. Love it.
2: <laughs> I love the the uh, subjective, uh, is, not subjective ability. Everything is subjective basically is what I'm trying to say. Like, because someone, uh, the main thing that I like talking about being subjective in Bitcoin is, is, Mining profitability because people will talk about profitability and have this kind of general number, uh, and based on maybe power cost, uh, efficiency, X Y Z. For me, profit. Whenever I after I learned about mining and and everything, profit was the first KYC presets that I earned from mining, and I think that there's levels there because that's also obviously not economically sustainable like it, it it's like oh i can get kyc free sets and you know just pay this crazy electric bill awesome i'm going to do that no i can't do that forever uh, and there is levels to that but when you when you look at just every uh, every single metric that people talk about in bitcoin there is a level of su- subjectiveness to it like carl was saying like I'm hitting all time. High. I, I got I got paid uh, on the fifteenth, and I hit an all time high myself. So, uh, it's it's cool to see what people, different people, different scenarios think about uh, different different metrics in Bitcoin. Nice. Yeah,
0: that's so funny. But Lou says last cycle we never had a blow off top, so, so we're still in the old cycle till the the happening. I don't. Yeah, and then of course. Yeah, I was about to say uh those <laughs> messages neither,
2: neither, neither of those messages uh, said having, so none of them count.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Oh shots. Oh me. you said having? Sorry, I didn't know you were stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm
4: kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. That's just something I'm really passionate about.
3: <laughs> uh,
4: I, I I would go for having H A L V. Thank you. Yeah, ing. Yeah, that's uh... ing. Yeah, Uh, so on the uh, hash price. So you're telling me my two S nines that I'm running as space heaters, I'm I'm contributing to this number that you mentioned. Yes. Okay. All right. I should turn the third one on. Okay. Hey, go go right ahead.
2: (laughs) I I, watch out. I like. I I actually uh, I, I tweeted this a little while ago, and it was kind of funny but my apartment is all in rent. Uh, electricity is not variable. And I was like, oh, you should have never told me that. So, I mean, I was plugging in. I plugged in a V9, a V9, which is four terahash, hash. Um, because guess what? That was statistically profitable. Uh, and then my landlord... Um, <laughs> uh, so, I, I live in Colorado where it gets really cold every now and then. So, of course, I'm going to, you know, turn on the heaters. And a um, landlord uh, sent out an email and said, uh, we're investigating this spike in electricity prices. We may have to increase rent if it's not resolved. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, was like, <laughs> I posted a GIF. It was like me and my S9s when my uh, landlord sends me an email. And it was a bunch of people like running into a building. I'm like, oh, no, I'm
0: just going to sweep those under the rug. I could picture the landlord, like, drinking coffee, reading the bill, and, like, doing a spit take. Like, what the? I don't know how I didn't flip
2: a breaker. Like, I, I don't know anything about the electrical layout in that apartment. It is archaic. But uh, I plugged in. I had I had four. At one point, I had five machines going just to see if I could. And I could. So.
5: <laughs> nice. Tatum, hey, there's, on, a- there's only one apartment that doesn't have any snow or ice around it. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it's yours.
2: <laughs> so my my apartment's actually like halfway underground and the window comes out at the ground level. And so the first big snow that we had, I was like, I'm going to do something right now. And so I turned <laughs> all my machines and put the uh, exhaust going out and I forgot about it. I left to like go to dinner or something. I came back. And I just noticed out the corner of my eye, I was like, yo, that's my apartment. There's no snow outside of the window.
0: <laughs> nice. Love Colorado. Wow. <laughs> so I had a thought earlier today, and I wanted to run it by you guys and get your take on it. It's, it has to do with the idea of Bitcoin being sound money, right? Because I just finished reading the Bitcoin standard. And we know that fiat is the worst kind of money ever possible because of the way it's inflated and used by the ruling class to basically suck the value out of your life every day in, in every way. And I was thinking, like, there's an analogy. Like, like let's use a house for an example. You could build a house today, and the house, what do you think? It lasts for maybe 100 years, 80 years, a house, a well-built house, mm-hmm. maybe even longer. But picture that building a house and it lasting a hundred years that's fiat but if it, you were dealing with sound money you could build a house and it, and it let's say it would last a thousand years mm-hmm. and not only could your kids and grandkids and like generations could live in a house and if ev- if every generation built their own houses and they all lasted for a thousand years you're you're building wealth you're accumulating wealth you're turning your effort into real wealth and no and it 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 can't be, it's not being taken away by the government. Whereas now everyone's just scrambling to make money and pay their bills and the government's just sucking it out. So I think sound money, that's what it does. And it's like that. So, so what, if, if we get even closer to a Bitcoin standard, then people can work and build things and those things will last longer and, and, and the value will go up. And so maybe in a few generations, people won't have to work eight or 10 hours a day. Maybe you only have to work a couple hours a day. Then you can do other things like learn and meditate and have a true spiritual practice and actually sort of delve into what the heck am I? What is this meat sack on this planet? How did I get here? And and anyway, you know, ask all the bigger questions. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about all that? (laughs) If your house was literally built of Bitcoin... It would
1: upgrade itself. It would like remodel itself, and there would be an addition that would just appear magically over time. That would be insane.
4: <laughs> that's funny.
2: Look, I'm going to drop a little teaser just on this specific uh, com- uh, conversation. I am working on something that kind of describes what Carl just talked about, and that's all I'm going to say. Stay
0: tuned. Whoa. <laughs> Are you, you, like, design- any, any Are you like designing that clothing anymore? that's going to be like a hardware wallet? No, Ledger already does that. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have the
2: little hat where you can with a pocket for your Ledger. And the hey, it, also if you're listening, uh, do not get a Ledger chain or hat pocket. That's dumb <laughs> and dangerous. Uh, dangerous. Did you see?
1: Did you see Chris from Cedor's post about that yesterday?
2: No, I didn't see it.
1: He is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's like a it's like a mockup, basically of that that classic Ledger hat post. He does one with a a sun hat in oh. an M one Ledger, like the first first release. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious.
2: He's. I he's remember so everyone cool. was like photoshopping like a big chains with like cold cards on it or something like that. I I, I told NVK uh, I was like bro, can you please do this? He's like, absolutely not. I was like, I wasn't serious. Hey, chill, chill, chill. <laughs>
3: nice.
0: Yeah,
2: Bitcoin houses.
0: Yeah, we could actually talk about that. Like, where, where where should you store your Bitcoin? I mean, I know you should have it on your own hardware wallet. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you store the seed words? And how do you, you know, because if I have a hardware wallet in my house, someone comes in and whatever, I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. you guys want to get into that conversation? I love that conversation. Really? Yeah. AC, what do you think, man?
5: Well, it depends on where you are in your journey, right? So I think when most people start off, they get a hardware wallet and they back it up, uh, their seed phrase on paper. But like we've talked about in the past, you know, paper burns, uh, the ink, it runs when it gets wet. And so the next iteration of that is, is going to be stamped in steel. And then like you kind of alluded to, you want to keep your hardware wallet and your seed phrase backup geographically separated. And so it, it it's a combination of those things. And then if you're talking about a multi-sig vault, you've got two hardware wallets and two metal stamped seed phrase backups. Are you going to distribute all of those? It's going to depend on your use case. Like if you're trading all the time, nice video. If you're trading all the time, you probably want to have both of those hardware wallets easily accessible. But if you're holding <laughs> long-term, then you're probably, it's probably a good idea to distribute all four of those among four different locations. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it depends on the person and their comfort level. You know, we talked about before is a custodial wallet early on as people get comfortable, non- or self-custody wallet moving forward. You know, a, a hot wallet to a cold wallet to hardware to multi sig. It, it's not a one size fits all. Basically, it's a journey, and everybody should always be upgrading their their security stack.
3: Is that Stefan? like fun? Go ahead, oh, Brandon. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, that feels. I mean, this is, and I agree, like <clears throat> with you. But that just, I always go back to like the average normie, and like, how does that get easier? Because I mean, even. You know, if, if Bitcoin goes to what you're saying, anybody in here saying the value that we would be securing like self-sovereignly would be extremely like huge responsibility. I mean, if I had to move seven figures around, eight figures around, that feels scary. I mean, and that, that's just like I don't know any normal person that's ever going to get to that. And that's where I'm like, dude, we got to mm-hmm. figure that that out quick, because if yeah. we can't. And I, I understand that that's again, it's against the ethos. It's like self-sovereign. Well, I need some third party because I'm an idiot and I'll screw it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isn't but the there's, weird- there's,
5: there's answers for that too. I mean, Brandon, you know, we've talked about collaborative custody or institutional grade collaborative custody with multiple institutions. It, it, again, you know, Tatum said he loves talking about this. I love talking about this because there's so many different directions and avenues that you can go and there is no one-size-fits-all. Everybody's unique specific case is going to have a unique solution to it. Somebody who had a stack back in 2011 that's now seven or eight figures, hopefully they've been studying the underlying asset and studying the protocol and the network and they've continued to upgrade. But if it's an old legacy address that's never moved and they're like, holy shit, I just you know, I struck gold or oil here. Um, They're probably going to need to reach out to somebody on this panel or somebody else to get them to the place where they need to be um, to be able to secure that safely and comfortably. And they've got to practice. You know, that's one of the things that I talk to people about all the time. They're like, hey, I bought it. I sent it to my uh, my hardware wallet and it's been sitting there for two years. Where's your backup seed phrase? Oh, you know, it's in the safe right next to it when was the last time you practiced, you know, wiping recovery? Oh, you never have. So you don't even know if the backup that you wrote down on paper actually recovers the same wallet. I mean, mm-hmm. you're right. Normies aren't going to get it. This, this is a journey that people have to practice. And if they're not practicing there, there's tons of examples of lost wallets and lost coins and contributions to the network. Um, so I, I see what you're saying and for people who aren't willing to take that journey and learn, maybe the ETF or micro strategy is for them.
2: Mm-hmm. I also think that, uh, that a big thing that's going to end up helping in, in my eyes for every, like I know this is still kind of a little bit technical, um, but for everyone from uh, you know, your average millennial or your, your younger person all the way to the boomers, I think that the standard should be set at go, getting into maybe not like a one fatal swoop but getting into a two or three multi-sig somehow or another and with that, if that's the standard set, which I know it's not going to be like a general agreed upon standard that everyone goes by, but I mean the UI, UX UI is going to be a huge factor in, in self-custody, mm-hmm. Um Sparrow is one of my favorite wallets because the mm-hmm. one that's how I learned mm-hmm. about UTXOs. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Two, they're very. You can integrate. They've integrated like most every hardware signing device uh, on the market right now. That you can that like detects it knows how to pull its key store everything like that, uh, and also it's very simple. It, it, it's a little clunky on the look, but it does. Really, kind of show you how your signing devices work. Like that was the first time that I actually realized, oh, this cold card, little calculator guy, does not have any Bitcoin on it. Um, and it, it's actually through just setting it up alone, I learned a lot. And I think that a lot of people in the space are working on educational uh, educational material regarding this, and also UX/UI in assisting. But um, the collaborative custody is also what I think might end up being a pretty common thing for, I, I guess, boomers that, you know, don't they just kind of understand, you know, Bitcoin go up. How do I hold it? That's going to mm-hmm. be the standard for uh, that's, that's going to be the first go to. And I think that everyone should end up try to try to aim for at least a two or three multisig. See where you go from
4: there. Yeah. That's my opinion, not a fact just letting yeah. everyone know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't own it myself, but um, the bit key uh, by Block. Like, oh, that, that, it, all, all it is is, like, a fingerprint, so apparently there's no words and stuff. Um, uh, it seems like a really cool type of possible easy solution for people uh, to start their cold storage. No. Yeah. Fingerprint, no
2: seed phrase, that kind of gave me the ick right there, right off. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Fair
4: enough.
2: I
0: know, because in those in those movies they'll just cut off the finger and then bring the (laughs) finger to the thing.
4: (laughs) There there is a weakness there, yeah. (laughs) From my understanding. But
0: yeah, yeah. I want to do the multi sig thing. Uh Mm -hmm. and I know BTC Sessions had a a video on the nunchuck. I guess it's a wallet or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: But, I've but uh, I've used Nunchuck with um I, I I got introduced to Nunchuck with Sats Card uh what, is it Sats? yeah Sats Card get confused with Tap Sign or Sats Card but um Nunchuck is actually really cool I I I need to play around more with it but honestly this is my opinion best practices setup is a multi sig uh two or three multi sig with Either a cold card, cold card, Jade combo or a Jade, Jade, cold card combo that is very opinionated. It's not fact or anything. It may work for you, may not work for you, may agree, may not. Um, But in my opinion, that is a really good, uh, really good setup. And I uh, if I want to move Bitcoin, I have to hop on a plane. Um, I I would encourage you to think about geographic multisig as well. It, it, MultiSync is really dumb if all all of your keys are in the same drawer. Just want to let everyone know that. Um, <laughs> yep. Check out uh, check out Crypto Cloaks as well. They have uh, for just about every hardware device right now. They have three D printed um, mounts for them, and you can put them behind a bookshelf and in, in your rafters or. You know, just somewhere inconspicuous that you can just slide it in that only you really know
0: about. But I love talking about uh, hardware wallets. Nice. Yeah, and speaking of something I love, uh, D-Gun is here. I would like to say, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I, w- I went a long way for that. I'm glad I got a few laughs. Uh, so let's start, start to wrap this up. We got about seven minutes left. I want to ask uh carl and murphy i know you guys are doing something really exciting which is very close to my heart i'm i'm a audio engineer and a podcast producer and all this stuff and you guys started studio btc so let's let's talk about that for like you know maybe a minute maybe a little less but uh, i'm gonna bring it up on the screen so why don't you tell us why don't you guys
4: tell us what it is real quick for sure uh basically Carl and myself uh, have a background in media production. So graphics, animation, video editing, live streaming. Uh, We'll be live streaming over at uh, BitBlockBoom. So if you can't make it in person, you'll be able to watch it on YouTube. Um, Yeah, so podcast production, uh, various graphic design stuff. Right, Our also ones. probably
0: live live stream production. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that's what Fractal Bitcoin and the Bitcoin panel, we need to blow up and get mm-hmm. really popular. So then, I, because I, I, I want to hire Studio BTC.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyone wants to?
0: Hey, Carl Murph,
2: do y'all want to um, do, do, say something? Or or are you picking up when I'm stepping in? Uh, so, are you looking you for a quality want...
4: item? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you no. looking for labor? Are you: uh... <laughs> The thing, the thing you know the, the thing your 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 show? Between, no between... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Never it up. mind.
0: Spin never it mind. Up. <laughs> mind. we I, I, we didn't cover
2: this pre, so we're just going to not not bring it up and anyone watching it't going to get the teaser that I thought we, that uh, Okay, know, okay. I, <laughs> I wonder oh, if you it were sounds going like there. someone sane is listening to me, Murph. Go ahead, Carl. What were you going to say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the danger. When when Tatum says teaser, that means like, oh, you need to, you know, like consult your bookie on the over under of whether this thing is ever going to happen or not. But that is true. There is there is something in the works. Oh, I think yes. that, that will okay. be fun. Um, so, are you uh, just f- oh, teaser or non teaser? A teaser, non teaser. A <laughs> teaser, non
4: teaser. Okay. Okay yeah and it'll it'll be good when that it'll be off. fun it'll be very yes. fun yes it'll be very unique for the uh bitcoin media <laughs> slash podcast space
2: so follow studio btc for that
4: <laughs> all right
2: that, that ended up kind of working all right
4: okay we gotta we gotta rehearse well, that well, next yeah. time
0: before you know exactly all right studio all right. btc there we go so uh and Brandon, real quick, you have the local Bitcoin meetup group that we attend every
3: month. Yeah, third Thursday every uh, third Thursday. We got one on the twenty-first this this month. Um, so yeah, be good. Have some people around. There's lots of good stuff going on in Colorado uh, this month. So yeah, oh so. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and AC. What about you? Well, I know you you attend the meetings that Brandon holds, and you also have your own local meetup now too.
5: Yeah, I haven't done anything with that. Okay. You know, I I really enjoy Brandon's meetups, and so really, I just took that over to make sure that there's any conflict of interest. <clears throat> One thing I, I'd like to share. This kind of goes back to um, why this might be different. My mental model for this cycle is I've, I've kind of mapped out in my mind uh, four checkpoints. And if, uh, if we hit all four checkpoints, I think we break every, everything. We break the whole cycle and we're going to start new. So, checkpoint one is do we see an all time high before the halving? If we do, that's unprecedented. Never happened before in any of the, the previous cycles. Mm-hmm. Checkpoint two is do we break diminishing returns to the upside? Um, you know, we talked about that curve earlier and you know, every cycle peaks a little bit less percentage-wise than the than the previous. And so if we do break diminishing returns to the upside and we go into Samson Mao's stair-step model or we go to Wicked's Hyped to FOMO model, and then uh, the third checkpoint is, do we see a milder or a stunted, stunted bear market starting in 2026? And the reason I say that is with the ETFs in play, and portfolio rebalancing, we're going to see selling into appreciation as that percentage of the portfolio increases automatic rebalancing. And the same is going to happen in the bear market. Uh, Those same portfolio managers are going to buy uh, on the downturn to reallocate to maintain that portfolio percentage balance. And so does that diminish the amount of drop in the incoming bear market. And so if we hit all four check, checkpoints, I kind of think that's like game set match for Bitcoin this cycle.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, that'd be great. All right. So if I was a betting man, I would start taking bets on the, on all of that and the price and everything, but I'm not, I don't do betting, um, but we'll have to see AC. We'll have to, we'll have to keep your, well, I'm sure you wrote a post on LinkedIn about it. You
5: can, no, right? I didn't. I saved that for you.
0: Oh, yeah, baby.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh,
5: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, so last round. You guys have anything you want to mention? We're right at the point here. Any
3: last words? It's going to be a great year for all of us. It's going to be a great year. That's right. Yeah, we all gonna make it.
4: Yeah. Any <laughs> yeah. yeah. people we know probably won't, but we, we can try and educate.
2: Yeah.
0: Sacrifice convenience. Until then, you're not free. That was Sweet. a little deeper cut, but we love it. We absolutely love it. So thank you guys for joining. I wish you all the best of success in 2024, including you all watching. This has been a great panel. I, I so appreciate you guys uh coming on. Definitely send me any links and stuff that you want me to put in the show notes and everything. Just send me a bunch of stuff. I'll include it all. And thanks everybody for watching. Don't forget to come over and uh join our locals group yeah please our locals group is an awesome place to hang out and you know what and I, and i feel bad promoting locals because i want i want to and i know there's a platform on noster that's a group but it's not there yet and but i want to do everything on noster so also jump on noster and connect with us so mm. all right that's it let's say goodbye thanks everybody later later, later. 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 have a good weekend right. take care Bye.